Left. Right. Your entreat. This is not episode 200. This is episode 199.5. And tonight we are talking about 1995. It was a fun year. And uh, I'm sure you forgot a lot about some of the crazy things that happened in 1995. We're about to remind you. Sit back. Enjoy. See you on the other end. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Welcome to Sip Talk, episode. 199.5. My name is Justin DiGiulio out of my basement in New Jersey, joined by James, the Bosnetter Boswell. James is in Charleston, South Carolina. James, a master of many trades, professional bartender, retired professional referee, philosopher, and most exciting of all, accountant. James, how's it hanging down there? Things are good. Um, hoping, well, we're getting some waves from this hurricane, and about a week out, we might be getting the full dose, which I am all for. You excited for the incoming hurricane? Dude, I love hurricanes. There's no terror and dread with you for the hurricanes? No. Before I bought a house, I talked about how excited I would, like, I would always get really excited before a hurricane would hit Charleston. I was like, I want it to come right here. Cat 3, let's go. And I was like, you must rent. I said, yeah. And they said, of course, that's why you're so excited. Like, you don't care. Your, your attitude's going to change once you own a home. And I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. And now that I own a home, I can tell you I'm you're... still pulling for a cat. <laughs> so, look, one thing. Let me introduce... I got insurance. Let me, let me introduce the topic here. Um, and it's funny because I was thinking about a similar scenario recently. But today's topic, so we're, we don't feel ready for episode 200. We're at episode 199, last episode. So this is 199.5, all right? We don't feel this topic is commanding for an episode 200, but today- Over all the episodes. Episode 199.5, we're talking about what life was like back in 1995. Um, so let me continue, continue uh, bullshitting for a minute before we dive into the, the topic. One, I gotta ask you what you're drinking. I am drinking Edmund's Oast Sour Fruit Punch, which- is not it's a, it's a it's a sour beer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Edmonds Oast is Charleston based, but like I think gets a little bit of national recognition, and their sours are just phenomenal. All right, well, I have a, I get a glass of vodka that I poured, and then I got a big ice, big spherical ice cube. But now I'm I have a letter opener to drop the ice cube. Not quite sure how to drop this ice cube into the into the full glass i don't want to shatter the glass or splash out the vodka so going so you're just here. drinking vodka and ice yeah how do you drink vodka um mixed with something vodka is miserable to drink by itself oh no the ice will melt a little yeah vodka and water is just weaker <laughs> vodka well, i got i got some uh crystal head vodka today so uh, but look let's oh you know <laughs> hang on i you know i was thinking about this recently i was thinking about you're talking about the storm. I was thinking recently about you, you know, doing yard work and planting trees. You know, I, 
I've been telling you we've been doing some landscaping here. My plans for this weekend are some landscaping. My on my birthday list is a new chainsaw, and uh, you're talking about this hurricane coming in. Uh, have you looked at the trees outside your house? Do you have any trees at risk of falling on your house? Yeah, stuff? there's one. That's something you think about. Have you thought about trimming it? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, because the way I look at it is, if it were to fall, it would probably like hit the garage. And like, if it lands in the garage, like if it breaks the pool table, then that means that like I can put an insurance claim in and get a better pool table. And like there's not there's valuables in the garage, but there's not stuff that's like irreplaceable in the garage. This is, this is how we are. This is how we are different. You're somewhat indifferent, you know, and you figure you're covered. I'm excited about I'm excited you know, on my list is a is a change. I'm excited about chopping down some trees. Plus, also, when you were up here, I had cut down some trees. And you burned every last twig of this wood. No, I, I think <laughs> two thirds of it, maybe. There was there was two logs left. That's it. Uh, yeah, and they've been sitting in the fire pit. We had a really dry summer, so I wasn't able to uh, to have any fire since then. And oh then, well, then the huge loss that we wow. had, like we had a good time for Fourth of we July. Did have, we had we had a good time, and the fire burned until the next morning. But the, but but look, so it rained last week. Uh, for a few days. I said, you know, let me have a fire. I went out to have this fire. I took out some uh, cardboard and paper from the recycling bin and uh, I couldn't get the, I couldn't get the wood to catch on fire. So the wood was dry all summer and then it was just, it was too wet. So speaking of good old fashioned fire, we are going back straight to the stone ages, 1995. This is before the internet. This was pretty cool. I mean, we had, I feel like we had, some internet we i I know we had some internet we had some connectivity because my 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 father passed away in january 95 and he was connected somehow uh you know maybe through his work or something like that aol existed before 95 but it was just kind of like this like small thing that was local to aol because the the internet became privatized and like really became a thing in 95 and that was something that i learned today doing the research yeah i i did see that too i maybe i don't remember it exactly the same but obviously i remember being connected when my father was around so look before we get too much into the internet um if if you scroll down i took some of the stuff that you put on here i think it's page three Yeah, you you took a lot of the stuff that i threw there and then you organized it in a much better fashion so now that we got it nice and organized, let's. Uh, you want to start with music? Because I so that <laughs> I don't think we have to hit. The, I, I I threw in twenty five of the top hits for the year ninety five, but ninety five was a pretty eclectic year for music. So I'll give you a couple of bands that are that are standouts. Um, you got the Spice Girls; they were really hitting it pretty hard at that point in time. Uh, you got Radiohead, towards the kind of peak of their popularity. Radiohead was very popular then. Maybe I feel like little... that was the genesis of Radiohead's popularity. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably uh, on the early uh, uprise of, of their the, popularity. Because the, I think, I think the album was Paranoid Android, and that was their their album that kind of launched them to fame. Rosh says boy bands were a thing, and I think that was later in the nineties. That was like ninety eight, ninety nine. So yeah, you had but. So in 95, I think you might have still had the new kids on the block, but at this point in time, they might have been the old kids on the block. But this was pre-Backstreet Boys, pre-NSYNC. Well, you had boys to men. 
it boys to men. Um, so you also had Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey was was pretty big. Let me run. Like that was through... kind of like the like very close to the peak of her stardom. Maybe not the peak in her popularity, but I mean I don't want to. There's no better way to put it, but you know the kind of the peak of her being good looking and popular and having good music. Uh, you know, and once I mean, she hit that, I'm not really that, sure she ever had good music, but. But well, once she hit that uh, one Christmas song, she just kind of rode out the holidays, and 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 now when people think of Mariah Carey, they think of "All I Want for Christmas." Uh, well, yeah, that song, that's so. that's her gravy train, man. Yeah, well, it is, and that's but that's what people think of now. This is back when you had young Mariah Carey. She was hip. She was hot. She was new. Uh, all right, let me just run through some of the top ten real quick. I guess we have time, so um, so number one for the year. I didn't know this, and I probably couldn't have guessed it. Um, number, I would have guessed number two in place of number one. Number one was Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise. So <laughs> what I have to say about that out? song is that <laughs> I feel like Weird Al. Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> like, I, I feel like Weird Al somehow took over that song with Amish Paradise. I don't think he did. I think most people don't know the song Amish Paradise, but you and I have happen to, and the people that we know know it very well. Also. Yeah, it could maybe this is a heavy sampling bias here, but like I feel like most of my friends when they hear like the original song, they still sing along like the weird the Amish, lyrics. The, the Amish Paradise, yeah. Yeah. Um, song number two, and I probably might have guessed this uh, as as song number one is TLC's Waterfalls. I remember that song. Followed by number three, TLC's Creep. And isn't there, is it, a, not, is it not Radiohead that does Creep? Yeah, two totally different songs. But but Radiohead, Radiohead does have a song called yeah, Creep. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a creep, I'm a weirdo. Uh, not, yeah. not Creep, TLC. Uh, number four, you have Kiss from a Rose by Seal, which this is probably the peak of his career, I, I think. I'd be surprised if I've ever heard that song. And then you have On Bended Knee by Boys to Men. You don't know Kiss from a Rose? It was like it was like in the it was like a Batman Forever title track, Batman Forever Blue. Yeah, I didn't so, see that movie. Um, let's see. Mariah <laughs> Alana Carey. Carvajal says, uh, "Smells like Nirvana." <laughs> from Weird Al, it's like a, I don't know. I almost would like to do like an episode just on Weird Al because the dude's incredible. He's 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 almost like Sasha Baron Cohen. You know, he's, but he's wholesome. Yeah, as not, political, to like, not political at all. Yeah, but like Sasha Baron Cohen, his his humor is not really family friendly. Whereas there's not much that Weird Al does that like it's like offensive. Yeah, a freaking accordion or something. Um, so look, so then you got you got Fantasy by Mariah Carey, Take a Bow, Madonna, Don't Take It Personal, Monica. This is how we do it. Montage. I know that song, and I for some reason in my mind. That song exists in like 1991. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, you got Run Around, Blues Traveler. Um, let's see. Have you Hold ever My really... Hand by Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, when I was going down this list, and the same thing happened with the movies one, I was like, I'm like, I'm going to do just the top 10. But then, but then you have Run Around, uh, Freak Like Me, uh, uh, bon Jovi comes in number seven. Uh, Bombastic by Shaggy, number 18. Uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart. 
Uh, and then you got and then Total Eclipse of the Heart was, an, it was that that's a cover. It has to be. I, that's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah, because Total Eclipse of the Heart was by somebody else. So, but look, so then I was going to go to 20, but then number 21 is You Are Not Alone by Michael Jackson, which seems like kind of a Bonnie Tyler in like Bonnie, the okay, 80s, yeah. 83. All right, and then after You Are Not Alone, Michael Jackson, then you got to hold my hand by holding the blowfish. Then so, Notorious B.I.G. because he was still alive. Um, well, <laughs> Not for much longer, but. Uh, yeah, but, uh, and then here comes the hot stepper. I don't know that one. Yeah, I think, uh, I can't remember the song in my head, but it, it, and that was 24 and then Candy Rain 25. And then I was like, this is slippery slope. I just, I can't keep going on this list. But mute, I mean, just think about, think about, there's a, there's a lot of diversity actually in all this music. And I would say that even the same, the songs now that are in the same genre, don't even sound like they're related. No. Like the, you have something that's in the hip hop genre. It's not going to sound, you have something in a rap genre. It's not going to sound like this. The R and B it's just alternative music. You got the, the genres have changed as well. Right. They've, they've morphed. I'm looking at the movies. There were a bunch of big movies. Oh my God. Time. There was, there's was a ton of movies. So I'm just, I'm going to make this a little bit bigger so we can run down. So, um, ladies would like to hear this. The number one movie for the year 1995. <laughs> you got it there? I'm seeing it, yeah. It's Clueless. Um, and then the guys kind of win. The guys kind of win. Uh, like the rest of the top ten. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You got seven. I wasn't um, a huge fan of that movie, actually. It was just dark. Kevin Spacey. Well, it was, it was so Who else was in it? Who played opposite Brad Pitt? I can't remember, but like so sure, dark, not just in terms of its themes, but it was just like a dark movie visually. Like it, it, most of the movie, like it's just all dark scenes. And the other thing I remember about it is like for some reason, like the city that they live in is the rainiest city on earth. <laughs> I mean, yeah, every the, single the cinematography scene alone is it's just, just not like pouring lighting. rain every scene, except <laughs> um, for the very last one. Except for the exactly, yeah. So wild, and then you have heat. Then you have Heat, which we recently learned uh, Al Pacino was coked up uh, in Heat. Which Oh, yeah, because nobody would have been able to guess that if it hadn't uh, come out. Well, he said it, yeah. Yeah, um, but like if you watch anything from Al Pacino in the 90s and you say, what drug do you think he was on? <laughs> well, all right, and then you have Friday, uh, which uh, I, I'm actually surprised. I don't know what, what is Friday? I think it's, it's like a... I think it's like a black cast movie, you know, like all black cast that probably stood out for its time. Now things are much more multiracial, um, but I'm pretty sure it's all black cast and I'm 90% sure I've seen it, but I can't remember the, uh, the storyline. Um, and then you have the usual suspects. Another one I'm 90% sure I've seen. The usual uh, suspects is fantastic. And I, I mean, so that, so I said Friday was kind of all black cast. The rest of the movies are pretty much all white cast. So well, yeah, Braveheart. Just keep in mind. <laughs> yeah, next one is Braveheart, and then Casino, which actually Casino never, you know, never tops people's mob, mafia type like lists of movies. It's a phenomenal. Movie. I always thought Casino was like number three. It's like Godfather, Goodfellas, Casino. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it just it. it I just think it's sev severely underrated. And then kids, I don't know this movie. Kids, no, 
escapes we me. We all know the next one, though. Toy Story. Which uh, is crazy, I think, that came out in 95. I was thinking it came out later than that. But... I was thinking, like, 97. Yeah, me too. Um, and then you have maybe even, like, 99. You got Casper, the ghost movie. Apollo 13, which I remember watching in theater. They shot uh, that movie, like, 30 seconds at a time. You know this? No, I did not know For that. all the scenes where they're in, like, space and zero gravity, yeah, they shot every one of those scenes in one of the 747s that does, like, the parabolic loops to, like, so you can have simulated weightlessness. Yeah. And just because of the nature of how it works, you can only do that for about 30 to 45 seconds before, you know, the plane has to pull back up. Yeah. So all of the scenes where they're weightless were shot, we're shot inside, inside a 747 about 30 seconds at a time. And you can only dive for so long, man. Just imagine that. That's a lot of, that's a lot of fuel. Just imagine that the fuel cost to shoot that movie. Um, all right. Then you get Showgirls, uh, great watch. And then you got a little princess. I don't know that movie. Um, the ones that I haven't seen in a while, I don't know. I definitely have to go back and see Jumanji. Then you got Jumanji, which, which I'm surprised it, it was that low on the list. I'm 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 just kind of skipping through. Goldeneye was one of the best Bond movies. I I thought that was '97, but that was when the video game came out. Yeah, video game, and then Batman Forever, like I said. But you're also missing Twelve Monkeys, another Brad Pitt movie for the year with Bruce Willis in it. I don't it's, know that movie. It's it's really a, a great B or C movie. <laughs> like <there's, laughs> it's uh, it's just kind of like time travels involved. It's not it's not like you're you're your theatrical uh, um, blockbuster type movie. It's just, it's it's not. Whereas Seven, Clueless, Heat. Um, there was Waterworld, which was just like panned as one of the worst movies ever. Oh, it was great and It's movie. kind of been like looked, like as time has gone on, people <laughs> have liked it more and more. And then one of your favorite movies. Well, hold on, hold on. So, so this is, so Waterworld came in at 21. So I was going to do top 10. And then 11 was Apollo 13. I couldn't leave that up. Then I was like, okay, I'll go to 20, which was Pocahontas, the, the Disney cartoon movie. But then 21 was Waterworld. I'm like, Shit, I got to go to 25 now. And I'm glad that I did. You got Waterworld, Empire Records, and then are you saying 23 is one of my favorite movies? Yes. <laughs> Leaving Las Vegas, the Nicolas Cage movie, which actually is one of my favorite movies. I feel really bad for the guy. Um, I just remember watching that movie with you and Adam at Adam's apartment. And we we were all drinking that night. You were leading the way. And like every scene where like there's a scene where he needs to like leave a hotel quickly and like he's scrambling to pack his bags and all he's doing is throwing bottles of liquor into a suitcase. <laughs> and you're like cheering the guy on. Well, I mean, you know, at that point, it's like, you know, he's got like his clothes, but then he's trying to bring like the Jack Daniels and the vodka. And, right, and he's uh, like moving the clothes out of the suitcase. Gotta, so that he's he got to toss the, the clothes. It, yeah, it just doesn't fit. Um, all right. And then uh, then you got Powder, which uh, was a movie I've seen many times about a really pale guy. I don't think he had any eyebrows, any hair, and all the people in front of him, but he could like, he could bring dead deer back to life or something like that. Um, and Billy Madison. And then you got Billy Madison, which was number 25, which I thought was really a great movie. But I can see if we're if we're going by, you know, how they did in the box office, uh, you know, I could see how these would be little little. Adam there. Sandler, like, is probably one of the most confusing people to me. 
In what in what way? He has the capability of doing good things and so often doesn't. <laughs> he does funny things. The problem is I think a lot of it is cheap humor, but I also think it's 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 really well delivered cheap humor. So you can just you can have cheap humor, but delivering it well, I think is the Well and yeah, he's hit and miss there because like when he does it well, it's really funny and other times it's just terrible. But like he he's also shown that he can do like more serious acting. What was the uh, movie that he was in about like like New York City diamond markets? Oh, that's I think that's like the first real. I don't know what the name of the movie was. It's like the first real serious movie. Uh, yeah, but that's why I'm saying he's confusing to me because I see him like pump out all sorts of garbage and then he does something good. I'm like, well, what are what am I supposed to make of this? Well, he's got thirty plus years of uh, box office you know, smashing uh, comedy movies. And then in 2019 or 2020, he does a, a more serious movie. I don't think that's confusing. Rosh for the rec- rescue, yeah. uncut gems. So we got you there for Rosh. Thank you very much. Our, our R&D department here. Um, thank you, Rosh. Uh, so look, I just want to, I'm going to tease the next couple of topics and then we'll, we'll, I guess we probably start at the top. Politics, sports, technology, pop culture, and then kind of what life looked like. And I got a couple of images and, and maybe some videos uh, we'll throw up, which I think could be pretty cool. So um, you want to hit uh, politics? Um, yeah, we can kind of – some of these will talk a little bit more than others. Like the Oklahoma City bombing was that year. And I would argue that's kind of when U.S. domestic terrorism got its start. Yeah, there was Timothy McVeigh. I definitely yep. misspelled that. I typed McVeigh. Um, but now I'm looking at it. It's not McVeigh. It's McVeigh. Um, Timothy McVeigh. And he, what, what was the reason? He Didn't he, he write something? And Well, I think he wanted to just, like, overthrow the government. I don't remember his motivations. Yeah, well, I'm sure it was something along those lines. But he, he set some bombs in Oklahoma City. I don't know how many died. but uh, 168. That- that's yeah i mean if i'm just thinking back i actually i text my team today i was like hey guys 1995 what are some things you think of in 1995 and and legit like at least a dozen in the first 40 seconds were like i wasn't alive then i was like okay all right guys (laughs) um what do you know about 1995 uh and somebody i i don't know if i would have gotten the year right but i probably would have guessed i probably would have guessed the oj simpson trial because that thing went on for a really long time. It sure did. Uh, but he was... Uh, where, where is that? Is that in here? Or is that under sports? Dude, you're, how are you two <laughs> subjects ahead? No, I, like, I, I consider that to be politics. Because O.J. Simpson's trial was not just sports. There was so much to that trial. All right, All right let's... Let's let's hit the let's hit the current line. Stay in order for the sake of of, of just kidding everything. Uh, Hold on, I, really quick. I want like the Timothy McVeigh. I wanted to see what his reasoning for like bombing the building was, and I think it was be, like was revenge against the government for the siege at Waco. I don't know about the siege at Waco. That is you don't remember what happened in Waco in like 1993? 
Uh, no, I was very young. Uh, probably not reading the newspaper. Oh, well, there was actually, I think, I don't, I think it was on Netflix or something where they had like a, a fictionalization of it, or not a fictionalization, but like a reenactment, a, a dramatization of what happened in Waco. But it was mm-hmm. when they had like the Branch Davidians had this compound and David Koresh was running this like religious cult and the FBI wanted, thought that there was child abuse and stuff going on. And it's still disputed to this day whether or not the FBI's tactics were too much. But the FBI, like, if you remember watching the news coverage of, like, tanks rolling into this compound, and the FBI killed, like, 20 or 30 of these people because of their super aggressive tactics of, like, sending in tear gas and stuff. And, like, the tear gas in a confined area caught on fire, so the entire building caught on fire. And because the tanks rolled over, like, parts of it, it trapped people inside rooms and they couldn't get out, so then they died in the fire. And so this is McVeigh's way of avenging these yeah people. And I think there's a pretty reasonable case to say that like the government went way overboard in how they treated it. Yeah. And that's like that. But then it's like who when you're choosing your battles, you know, like this is kind of poor judgment. I I would recommend watching the, the Netflix show about Wake. I think it's just called Waco. And I think that the show is pretty biased in terms of favoring like the Branch Davidians, but there's a there's some truth there where like if the FBI had just waited a couple more weeks, like they might have been able to avoid everything that happened. Fair enough. Uh, You want to hit the next one? Global population was 5.6 billion. Which sounds really small compared to where we are today. Uh, I mean, just think how fast it's grown when it has taken, you know, millennia prior to that, you know, to get to a fraction of of 5.6 billion. And and now we're we're over 8 billion, right? I I feel like we're right around it. I don't know. I don't know the exact population, but I, I feel like 8 billion. We're really close to that. Uh, Rosh, we'll let you. Oh, James already. James, you got to focus yeah. on me, man. Focus, this is this is Rosh. This is what we got Rosh for. <laughs> oh yeah, the research department. Seven point nine seven right now. Oh, okay. Sorry, I Rosh. We, I, thought, I thought we were at eight already. Um, Rosh, you, you <laughs> Rosh, is at, Rosh is going. What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, James, you're supposed to pay attention to me, and not I, I can do both. Rosh is supposed to pay attention to us, and and then Google right, this so, stuff. Uh, I can right, pay guys, attention to you and research the global let's, population. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, so you did bring up OJ. I'm guessing this is why, because OJ was found not guilty, 95. And uh, Boris Yeltsin, uh, Boris Yeltsin, Boris Yeltsin, <laughs> uh, upon meeting Bill Clinton, asked him, do you think OJ did it? Which, which I think is... Uh, which I think is really like just shows you kind of how like real people are esque are some of the politicians. Well, Boris Yeltsin was a very real person. A couple of things. So like when he came to the United States, there were some things that he saw here that he just couldn't believe. Something as simple as like walking into a grocery store and the amount of food that was just available to buy was was mind-blowing to him but my favorite story about boris yeltsin i don't know if this was the 1995 visit but there was one time where like i i think like the secret service got him but he was like outside of the white house 
drunk <laughs> in his underwear trying to order a pizza. <laughs> and like is this security a real kind of was like, look, man, like let, let's get you back inside. <laughs> oh god. Like he wasn't a security threat to anybody but himself. But yeah, like the Russian president drunk in his underwear out in public trying to get a pizza. Um, I'd never heard that story. That is interesting, though. Um, all right. So what do we have next? I'll let you run the next oh, one. Too. Bearings Bank goes under due to, due to a trader losing $1.4 billion speculating on the Tokyo markets. So this London bank, I think it was a rogue trader who like was just making all these crazy bets, and the bank didn't catch on to it until it was way too late, and he lost enough money that completely tanked the bank. Damn. Um, oh, so we get a question. What what was the year of the, the Clinton Lewinsky sex scandal? And I feel like that was later. I feel was like that, that was 96 or 97 when the story broke and the impeachment might have been in 98. Well, wait, when was was it before he was reelected? No, it was after. I was after. Oh, I thought I thought maybe he ran for reelection after it. No, I'm almost certain that he was reelected before well, the scandal we'll, we'll, broke. Well, let uh, 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 the right here, James, right here, uh, Rosh. That's that's one for you. When was Monica Lewinsky uh, sex scandal with Clinton? So you got the you got the bearing banks speculating on the Tokyo markets. Um, 1998, by the way, for the uh, Clinton Lewinsky sex scandal, and then uh, you got. I, I'll I'll just go to the Tokyo subway nerve gas attacks, which uh, that, that's pretty terrifying. Killed like fourteen people. Yeah, and and that's surprising because the high and dense population of Tokyo. So you know. I, I yeah, suppose. but I think it was mostly just that it was super scary because you hear nerve gas and you're like, that's not good. Well, it's like the people that throw acid on people in the subways or sl- slice and slash people in the subways, uh, which happens. You know, it happens. Uh, it's really scary stuff. I'll, I mean, and, and in a place as, you know, there's not a whole lot of crime in Tokyo. So in a place like that, um, who knows? Uh, all right, you want to talk about the EU there? Um, yeah. So the, the EU didn't exist in 95, but the Schengen Agreement allowing free travel between various European countries was signed. And that was kind of what got the eu started was this agreement between countries to allow eu citizens to kind of cross borders with that with minimal paperwork where like because if you've ever traveled to the to like the eu you know like there's a line for eu citizens and there's a line for everybody else guess which one moves faster yeah the, i'm assuming the eu because they, they don't have that much to uh to track so um this is the next couple of these are courtesy of navroop bajwa who's an agent on my team she sent these over to me this afternoon uh the rwanda massacre uh with roughly two thousand dead that was 1995 i for some reason thought that was i think that number has to be way too low like i think like the rwandan genocide was much more than 2,000 people there might have been 2,000 dead in a single event and i feel like there was a huge disservice done to that genocide 
because of the names of the two groups involved. Which what were the names of the two groups? The Hutus and the Tutsis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like, no wonder Americans didn't take it seriously. Well, it was just it was too foreign, uh, I think, for people to to you know for it to hit them kind of square on. You know, something just seems too foreign. It seems totally unrelatable, and and just you know you can't relate to something, you know. Um, and, and you know, and and what Rosh is saying is problem is because it was in Africa, but I well, mean that problem still exists. Where like. If something happens in in Africa, most Americans are like, "Why should we care?" Unfortunately, um, I'm not saying you, it's right. I'm just saying it like that exists. I, I'll bet you our media will be fine tuned into any diseases and viruses that are coming out of Africa for well, the next decade. Ebola got some press. Well, yeah, but now I think we're going to blow it up way bigger. Um, next, you have. Uh, the Bo- Bosnia and Croatia escalate uh, escalation between the, the two of them, I guess. Uh, I, I did read a little bit on this where, you know, like some places you couldn't even walk on the streets. Uh, they just had snipers set out. Um, and then uh, you get the U.S. sending $20 billion to Mexico to stabilize their economy. And, uh, and last, and let me know if I'm missing anything, you have the first American on... Russia's space station Mir. So I don't know if you're like this, but whenever I hear mention of Mir, I remember for like months or years on end, the only time you ever heard news about Mir was talking about like whatever the latest technical glitch was with the system. <laughs> I don't, I don't or, remember that at all. <laughs> like, I just feel like every month there was an article about how like some part of it didn't work. And it was a different part every single time. And like the media just kind of made it sound like we just had like this floating garbage can up there that people somehow were living in. (laughs) That sounds very Russian to me though. Yeah. Like we're going to do the same, we're going to do the same thing as them. You know, we're just going to take this old junker, you know, and we're going to tune it back up and we got another junker. We, you know, we, we got two for one on this deal. So we're going to use one as the parts, parts spaceship. And, uh, Send it up there. If there's any issues, you know, at least we got the spare parts. Let's talk yeah, about sure. technology since we're kind of on the subject. Ah, oh, man, we're missing the whole sports. We'll come back to it. Ah, all right, all right. I suppose that that the topics didn't have a specific order. So, but technology is so fun. <laughs> all right, hit it, hit it. Windows like ninety five. Windows ninety five is right, man. Windows 95. 95 was such a huge leap forward that like we don't really appreciate it today. Was it was that just from Windows? It was just Windows Windows, right? Or well, was it was Windows, Windows like 3.1? 3, 3 okay. Cuz before that there was like MS-DOS, which was like a GUI for the DOS program, but before that it was command lines, dude. Okay. Well, you remember using command lines? Yes, I remember. I remember my father had had taught me all these command lines and I could yeah. never remember them. I have to so look them MS-DOS, up. So MS-DOS was like a primitive operating system that worked on DOS and basically allowed you to have like a graphical representation so you didn't have to remember all these command lines. So, so a GUI, 3, yeah. A GUI for those listening is what graphical user interface? Yeah. So this is that's what you were that's basically what you were looking at and typing into and 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 typing yeah. the code effectively. And but yeah, so then Windows came 
came around where like you could have like multiple windows showing different things that the computer was doing and windows 3.1 kind of worked it was stable but like it didn't have like a huge amount of functionality and then windows 95 just took all of that and like made a really slick and easy to use interface so the next one on here though so windows 95 was not the most popular software in 1995 i was surprised by this yeah, so I, I actually thought this was the other way around. I thought it was number one and then number two instead of well, number two and then number one. You get what I mean. Um, so what was what was the number one software installed in 1995? Doom. Doom, the uh, first person shooter video game. That's pretty cool. That was yeah. such an epic game for its time. You know, I wasn't crazy about a Doom. I liked Wolfenstein 3D. Doom to me, I don't know. I, I just never really got into it. I was so wrapped up in, in Wolfenstein, and I'd play it over and over again, even though like it was just the same shit yeah. over and over again. Um, and then uh, then we have the, the dawn of some of the first mobile phones. And these were like Saved by the Bell kind of big mobile phones. They were not really in popularity. At this point, I know at this, I think at this point in time, we actually had a, a phone. They, like, had we moved beyond the area of like the bricks so in I 1995? Think this, I think this was very much bricks were kind of still in existence, but we were, we were like transitioning into the phones being colored black, right? Like remember when every computer was a big white CRT screen, you had a big white tower at some point they started making them black. Well, this is about the time where those big brick phones started changing in design a little bit. Um, but more people were getting their hands on mobile phones. I know we had a car phone uh, a year or two prior to this. Um, but mobile phones were, were escalating popularity. And speaking of video game systems. Well, so Alani says PlayStation and DVDs. And she's absolutely right because PlayStation 1 came out in 95. In 1995, yeah. Um, when did Nintendo 64 come out? I feel like 96. Oh, after? All right. Uh, Rosh, you want to let us know when uh, Nintendo 64 debuted? James, stay with me. I know you want to Google this. I do. <laughs> um, first year the internet was privatized and the U.S. government stopped providing it, uh, stopped providing public funding to it. And uh, this is when AOL and Prodigy started offering access to the World Wide Web. And, and this meant, you know, when we had the World Wide Web and we had access to the Internet, we used to have to plug our phones. We used to have to plug the phone line into the router. And then, God forbid, somebody picked up the phone in the house. That connection was lost. Yeah. And also, you couldn't receive calls. On, like some people that were really into the Internet had two phone lines. We at one at, at after nineteen ninety five, but we did transition to uh, to a secondary phone line. Um, I'm going to share this window here, um, and I'm, I want to I want to show what surfing in Prodigy. Yeah, well, and you also say like in your in there like you had to pay you you had you had to pay for the hours so like i remember aol had like a 15 hour a month plan 
which like if you think about that that's wild because i'll spend 15 hours on the internet in two days we can talk over it well i gotta mute it first because i can't hear you oh, yeah, yeah. but yeah like i remember when my family first got aol it was like we were on like the 15 hour a month plan and that was plenty and now like i spend 15 hours on the internet there's probably some days that i spend 15 hours on hey, 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 hey. By so this is, menu, is this Windows 95? No, hold on. Yes, yeah, that's Windows 95. Internet screen by typing in the word internet. World Wide Web browser. So this is what the when browser looks like. part of the internet menu is activated, you are immediately launched into the Prodigy now, W3 just, browser. Just think about how our internet and the connectivity of things you is so much different right now. points on W3. You can the W3. favorite sites by putting them on your hot list. The W3, the World Wide Web W3 never took off for no. <laughs> www. Dot. And, and, and now, it's just, now it's just the internet. Yeah, but, but just think, this is what the internet looked like. You know what the internet looks like right now? My watch went off a half hour ago because the oven was preheated. That's what the internet looks like now. Yeah, that's oh. a bit excessive, though. Well, I mean, it's not maybe for some people don't want that. But what I'm saying is that the Internet now is so integrated with your life. My watch is on the Internet and my oven is on the Internet. This your is the only on internet. The internet is stupid. What's that? Your oven being on the Internet right. is stupid. Yeah, maybe you know, it tells the weather. Uh, <laughs> your oven being able to tell the weather is is somehow even dumber. When will uh, the weather ever matter to your oven? Uh, is your oven outdoors? Look, so you got favorite places back then. Um, yeah, but they didn't call it favorites. Oh, man. Um, I just, I thought that was awesome. Just looking at what that was, that was a visual of what the internet actually looked like in 1995. And then what I'm saying is what the internet looks like now, you don't even see it. Yeah. I actually think the internet actually looked even worse than like what that browser. Looked. I I feel like it 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 did too. They actually so that was Prodigy. They actually showed AOL um, in in this video too, which I thought was which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I'll see if I if I can pull that up. But, but I, you can just think about how big of a shift. So right now, think about how many programs you have that don't even work. If you're not connected to the internet, uh, I mean, pretty soon it sounds like your car is not going to work if, if you're not connected to the internet. Well, yeah, um, let, that too, but let me let me see if I can if I can using America Online. Uh, I'm just going to mute this because it's annoying. But no, let's um, let's hit the pop culture. Uh, no, hang on, let's finish let's finish the technology here. Oh, okay. um, but, but this is but this is what AOL looked like. This is your yeah. AOL this wasn't interface. even the internet. This was just AOL. Yeah, you're not you're not on. The and the internet tells you how to freaking install it. So we'll <laughs> um, <laughs> network. Oh god, this is terrible. Uh, all right, let's let's finish out the technology. So we got uh, that's it. Oh that. Uh, uh, oh shit, it was. Can we, uh, hang on, let's see. What we're at forty two minutes here. Let's uh, let's let's do the sports quick. And then we then we get to all right. We can sports, run through the sports. I'm not a big sports guy. I'm not a big sports guy. But uh, the first X Games on ESPN. Um, Michael Jordan came back to the NBA from a I think a two year stint. 
playing minor league baseball. Um, Tiger Woods in 1995 was 19 years old, and he was rookie of the year. Super Bowl 29, the 49ers beat San Diego. I remember being a huge uh, Miami Dolphins fan, but for whatever reason, just the popularity of the 49ers at that time took off. So I had. Yeah, it was Steve Young and crap. How can I not Rice. remember Jerry Rice. his receiver? Huh? Wasn't it Jerry Rice? Yeah, Jerry Rice was insane. Like, if you look at some of his records, you're like, no one's going to touch that. Jerry Rice uh, was on a completely different level. Speaking of records, you got Cal Ripken Jr. breaks Lou Gehrig's record of uh, 2,130 consecutive games, which is like not being out sick or absent from school for uh, over 2,000 games or going His to work. record was like 2,780 or something. Without taking a day off of work, which literally this is his job. Uh, yeah, for uh, yeah, almost 3,000 games. Um, you, like Just to not get injured for that long. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, and uh, so Mike Tyson was released from jail early. Right? I think he went to jail in 92 or 93. Um, and uh, his first fight was against Peter McNeely. And he knocked Peter McNeely on his ass in like the first 20 or 30 seconds. If you watch like videos of Mike Tyson's fights when he was in the prime of his career, like the dude was a monster. It, yeah, uh, um, I mean, just insane. But that that fight ended after he came back from jail. The fight ended in eighty nine seconds in the first round. Yeah, and just I mean, just think he might have been in jail. You're like, oh yeah, they work out in jail, right? Yeah, they do, but they don't work out like specific to the trade. Like you know, I, it's probably and, unlikely. And boxing workouts are about as intense as you get. Well, he also said he 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 got no special treatment in jail which I'm sure is probably the case, even though he was a celebrity and people would probably fuck with celebrities. You're probably not. I don't not think anybody with. in jail was fucking yeah. with Mike Tyson. I don't think anybody's fucking with Mike Tyson. All right, last one. So you got OJ we talked about. Uh, and then you got the first professional sports game streamed online, which sounds like a lot of buffering, a lot of lag time. Yeah, I feel like it would have been more like a slideshow. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, um, yeah, um, Rosh is saying that Tyson bit um, Evander Holyfield's ear in 1996. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that too. That yeah, that was that was Evander Holyfield's like claim to fame. I feel like he was a, he was a great fighter. He was a good he boxer. Was, he was a good yeah. He was a good. He, I mean, he was a great athlete, a great boxer, but he's not known for that, unfortunately. So, um, and I think Tyson was losing that fight, which is he got frustrated and just just yeah. You know, when you're in animal mode, you just do what you got to do. Uh, all right. Shall we hit pop culture? Yeah. All right. I'll let you lead here. Some of these are yours. No, actually. I'll let you lead because some of these aren't really me. So you got, uh, well, I, you threw most of these on here, but you got, yeah. uh, I don't know right, where, where you source them. You got a Seinfeld's episode, No Soup for You, airing, which is actually a pretty good episode. Um, and they called him the Soup Nazi. And and the soup Nazi actually has a soup uh, restaurant in. He's got a he's got a restaurant, uh, mostly a kind of lunch takeout place in Midtown. I, I could never get into Seinfeld. It's just they're quick episodes. You know, I think they're in total like sixteen minutes long because they were full of commercials, half hour show full of commercials. They're quick and and it's just observations on life. You know, like 
I, I like some of Seinfeld's comedy. I guess for me, it's any show that has a laugh track. I, I knew you were going to say laugh track. I just, I just listened to this Stuff You Should Know uh, podcast, and they were talking about laugh tracks and how they got started and everything about uh, everything about laugh tracks. But yeah, you know, the laugh track to me, thinking on it, like if there's – I don't think I watch any TV. I don't watch that much TV, but I don't think I would be interested in any TV right now that had a laugh track. Like, I think it yeah, for me, work. it's a rule. Like, if the if the show has a laugh track, I can't watch it. But the thing is, every show for the longest time had a laugh track. That's true. And and I, I heard that they, uh, in the uh, stuff you should know podcast, they were saying there's like some shows like Friends and stuff. They took the laugh. Somebody like edited the video and took the laughs out. And because some of them were actually performed in front of a studio audience where they played the laugh track, and the audience could also laugh on top of that. Um, the people just look insane because they're like pausing for beats that aren't really there because there's nobody laughing against it. Yeah. Really weird. Um, so look, so you get signed for, Oh, I was going to say that the no soup for you, they called the guy, the soup Nazi, but uh, the guy tried to profit on that episode, but he, he doesn't call himself the soup Nazi because that'd be too, you know, uh, generally you don't want to label yourself as a Nazi of, not of anything. Super not. Yeah. Uh, too controversial though. So he's he. It's the signs say the soup man, which I just think is funny. Like just to drive soup man from soup Nazi, a little funny. Um, so this one's wild. Like Selena, who was just like the most la- popular Latin American artist at the time, was murdered by her fan club president. Yeah, and that the woman, the fan club president. If you've seen any of the interviews or anything with her, absolute psycho, absolute psycho. Does not live on the planet Earth. Um, it, it, she uh, just wild man. And apparently, I think she was like stealing money from Selena, but also Selena's biggest fan simultaneously. She was completely obsessed. Yeah. Um, so Alani asks, "How old we were in '95?" Well, we were younger than we are now. Yeah. Um, so nine. Uh, Nine and ten. So, uh, blue M and M's. I remember blue M and M's replacing tan M and M's. I didn't know. You, I actually didn't know that. You they remember replaced. this event? I remember blue M and M's debuting. I don't remember. It's funny that you mentioned they replaced the tan M and M's because I don't remember a world with tan M and M's. I just thought they added. It no, brown it was like it. a fan voting thing where, like, we're replacing the tan M and M's. What color do you want? Let me ask water. you a question. How do you think that voting was conducted? Yeah, that's mail, a mail. Mail in ballots. Mail it probably uh, you probably could open up your M&M bag and inside was like check this box, place in an envelope, mail to PO box. Da da da. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised uh, if like you got like one vote for every pack of M&Ms you bought. Probably, yeah. Um, but I mean, blue seems like a very logical color when you just kind of look at the color wheel. So um, <laughs> you have every other primary color on there. So um, they don't have an, do they have an orange M and M. Yeah, I know they have that for the for the peanut butter M and Ms. Green, green. Uh, either way, um, I'll let you you. Seem pretty excited to add this one. I'll let you throw well, that one. Partially because he's in one of my favorite movies of all time, 
actually my single favorite movie of all time, but like also because I feel like it really highlights what kind of a run this guy has been on. True. Brad Pitt was People's Sexy People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive in 1995. I feel like there's a chance that he could win it this year if he wanted to. <laughs> James got a little man crush on, uh, on Brad Pitt, but I, but I, I agree with you. Brad Pitt, definitely a good-looking guy and a career that has spanned many decades at this point. Um, and, you know, you know, Tom Cruise is crazy. Brad Pitt may be an alcoholic, but, you know, Tom Cruise is crazy. Brad Pitt seems so much more grounded in reality. If you watch his interviews and stuff, like, he's got a good sense of humor and, like, he's sharp. Yeah, no, I, I, you know. I, or Tom Cruise is just completely unhinged. I think the thing about Tom Cruise, I, I don't think he's that unhinged. It's you the know, Scientology, we saw, man. We saw him on Oprah, but the, the issue is you have so much that of, of Tom Cruise's personal life that is so super clouded that that's where it gets a little weird because you know he's involved with the Church of Scientology. You don't know if, they, if they've got him by the balls or not. You kind of secretly hope that they do and that he's not really that crazy. But you you have to you have to assume there's a possibility of that. So, uh, all right, next one. I misspelled Frappuccino here, but uh, you get <laughs> Frappuccino. <laughs> well, Starbucks releases their number one seller, the Frappuccino. Uh, I didn't know Frappuccino came out in '95. I didn't know Starbucks was that popular in 1995. But I will. Uh, I'll believe it. And then we got. Um, uh, the founding of Auction Web, which became eBay. Do you know what the first item that sold on uh, Auction Web was? No. It was a broken laser printer. The founder of, of eBay, when it was still called Auction Web, sold his broken laser printer. Somebody bought it. And the, the, the website hasn't progressed much further. <laughs> no, no, I actually bought a ton of shit this week on, on eBay. And for some reason, and last week, and none of this shit's here yet. So I'm really... Uh, yeah, I actually I bought a replacement shifter for one of my for my bike off eBay, and it actually was great. Yeah, so it was I, virtually impossible to find anywhere else. I you know when I when people when I just search for things, eBay is one of the the first places I go. eBay, Amazon, I'm gonna go to those places. I mean, depending what it is, but um, but you buy it doesn't mean it needs to be used just because it comes from eBay. There's a lot of uh, sellers that sell brand new stuff. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to think what eBay was and what it's become. It was well, just in the early days, buying something on eBay was a complete crapshoot. I, I used to have to mail certified checks and money orders to people when you bought yep. something on eBay. This is must have been pre PayPal. PayPal eBay is what made PayPal become a thing, become popular. Yeah. I suppose probably also the thing about, uh, PayPal and me being a young user, I may not have even had like a true checking account. Back no, back then. no. So I may not have been able to, to establish as a minor. Yeah, um, which which I very much was literally selling anything I could get my hands on around the house. I was selling on on eBay. I used to take we used to get the the magazines with the video the games demo there, discs, and yeah. the demo discs, and I used to sell the demo discs. Yeah, and you made it sound like they were all full games, and then people got mad at you, and then your account got closed. So my account, yeah, it was, it was really shitty. Um, but I was, I was transparent. I just put. So this is kind of, oh god. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm probably what like 
13 years old listing shit on eBay. And I just listed the title of the video games that were included on the demo disc in the title of the object. And the description said, this is a demo disc with the following demos of the following games. And yeah, people, so people just, didn't read, but at the same time, you weren't fully above board. Admit that. I, I Yeah, I think I think I was I was very much intending to take advantage of people's uh the fact that most people wouldn't read the description right like this is one where like you were technically correct <laughs> exactly exactly um but but that was like an early loophole when i was freaking 13 years old so yeah and I, you know the, the people that i don't know i was probably dealing with like 40 50 30 year old people no this um, one's near and dear to your heart the george foreman grill yeah uh so george foreman grill was released in 95 yes I did not know that, um, but I was a big uh, George Foreman Grill fan for a little while. It seemed uh, like the the fastest way to. Uh, um, yeah, back when your diet that. consisted of water, ground beef, and peanut butter. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Uh, it's so bad. Um, all right, what else do we have here? Raj says he hasn't changed. <laughs> um, Dolly was the first animal that we ever cloned. Yeah, I'm surprised. So I and and how long did did dear old Dolly live? Seven years. Um, which I'm surprised actually. Yeah, I I looked it up. Most sheep, most sheep actually, I think live six to eight months because I, I found out that there's most sheep who are uh, slaughtered for their meat. Our, yeah, our but slaughter, like if you were to let months. a sheep die of natural causes, you're saying that they'd make it like 10 to 15 years. 10 to 15 years. So I'm wondering why this cloned sheep didn't live that long. Probably because it wasn't because it was grown in a lab. I, yeah, I don't presumably that I don't think it was grown in a lab. I think it was just cloned DNA. Oh, so and it was then, implanted into another sheep. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that I makes more sense actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine that. Early cloning technology. If we were going to exercise it, it you know, we, we probably didn't have the lab technology. But I imagine that this would be just basically like creating a twin, and that why would the twin not live as as long? All right. So know? I want to talk really quick about cars. And I can really we, have like I got a, I got a whole bunch of cars. Can we run a little late? We'll cut the we'll cut the Instagram stream um, and run okay, just yeah, a little. Because I wanted to make like two points about cars, but if we're going to go later, then we can talk more about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. We'll go a few minutes later. Unfortunately, uh, Instagram, uh, we're going to have to drop you in uh, a few seconds. You'll hear the music. Well, and then let's you just throw this one out here. there. What do you got? Remember how important it was to have a phone book? Oh yeah, you had to have a phone book, and and you had to have an. You couldn't have an old phone book. You had to have an updated phone book. Yeah, like if like if you needed something. Like you'd go to the yellow pages and that would be how you would find the business that you would buy the thing from. Like the, the, if you didn't like, you might ask somebody, you know, and be like, Hey, do you know a good mechanic or do you know a good like furniture repairman? But if nobody, you know, like gives you a recommendation, you open up the yellow pages. Well, where else would you find the contact information? for a business right now you just the yellow Google pages app. were the search engine of 1995 yeah just it's it's so funny to like imagine like i'm driving down the street i'm like shit i think i need a mechanic what would you do 
if you you know like if you had you'd have to go home go go to the yellow page and search mechanics and and then and then find the mechanic and then you'd have to and then look to get to the mechanic you'd have to look up that location on a map if you didn't already know where they were yeah there were no directions not not step by step no um but also like yeah back in 95 like if your car broke down or something like you would get like the tow truck and you'd just be like all right, tow truck driver, take me to whatever mechanic you know. <laughs> All right. That's our time on Instagram. Uh, we're going to cut you Instagram, guys, but catch us on literally every other platform. All right. There goes the Instagram feed. Sorry, folks. Um, yeah, but just it's just crazy to think back to like. Lonnie says printed out MapQuest. This is before MapQuest. This is, yeah, this, this is before MapQuest. Um, oh God, like you, yeah, you'd have to like look up a literal map and you'd have to like look at the roads and be like, all right, I got to take a right turn there and then like straight and then left for a little bit. Yeah, really, uh, really, uh, I, I don't think anybody today, unless you lived through it, which is surprising because a lot of, you know, we're not that young. Think but, about how many people, but, you know that have never had to learn how to get somewhere. I'm surprised all the time because I'm in Manhattan, uh, which is a grid system, which is actually <laughs> a great way to get around. I'm always surprised. How could you possibly get lost in New York? Yeah, you know, it's just, you're on 14th street. You got to get to 80th street. You just go up. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Um, but, uh, uh, just you know, I, I would do just fine with a map system. I literally we drove to Maryland the other day. Rosh was kind of uh, co-piloting, and uh, uh, but I was I was he would tell me the directions, and we were all talking in the car. So what I would do is he'd say, "Hey, it's three point four miles to the turn." So I'd keep my eye on the odometer, clock the mileage there, and then drive like you know three point two miles and start looking for the street name just in case. He got lost in uh, in conversation. We get a comment here from Jorge saying, "Now think about what it would be, what we would be saying in 27 years, comparing the technology from today to 2049." I've got yeah. one. What's that? You remember when when you wanted to get somewhere, you'd actually have to put your hands on a steering wheel and actually drive. <laughs> Oh God, yeah, man, I'm gonna be fucking old by then. Um, but I uh, imagine that, like being uh, just jumping on the motorcycle and fucking zooming out the door. Um, people being like, "Wait a second, you actually, you actually conduct your own vehicle? How do you, how do you do that? Imagine a standard transmission car." Wait a second, uh, like you actually have to like tell the car what gear to be in and like make the engine work with the gears. What what happens when you take your hands off the wheel? Like, what if you have to, you know, uh, whatever you're doing with your hands in the future? What happens if you have a meeting while you're driving to work? Like, how can you have a meeting while you're driving? <laughs> it, uh, I mean, just yeah, that's the 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 driverless cars will definitely be. Rosh says ready. flying cars will be a thing. I say no, they won't. Well, we Rosh missed the episode uh, where we talked about flying cars. 
and and the great conclusion i think actually the title of the episode was why there will never be flying cars which i you know i don't fully stand by but everything that we said in that meeting or in that meeting we were on zoom probably but everything we said <laughs> in that in that uh podcast episode uh seemed to point to the unlikeliness of individual flying cars rosh wants to make a bet with you i think you should bet a hundred bucks i think that would be a, a pretty you could either bet a hundred bucks today's money or you could you could adjust it for inflation i want it adjusted for inflation a hundred dollars today whatever hundred dollars today is in 2049 i'm on all right so that's going to be a greater just to just because we're clarifying this that's going to be a much greater number i'm uh, yes you virtually shake on it is that yep. what's happening here all right. All right. Um, all right. So look, so we got we got the phone book, which believe it or not, like if you try to get a hold of somebody today, you can't if you just type somebody's name or in their city, you're not finding their phone number. Back then you could look up somebody's name. You could look them up by name. You would have not just their phone number, but their actual home street address. Yeah. The problem was if somebody had like the last name of Smith. Well, yeah, exactly. They're, you weren't finding them. But. Because if you're in a, even like a moderately sized city, there's 85 Bob Smiths. But today, yeah, probably more in a, in a medium sized city. Um, but just today, having your name, phone number, and personal home address out there. Hold on. Let's take like a step huge, back. One seems step like a back. huge invasion of privacy. Having a phone in your home. Well, so so that's the other part of this is nobody really had cell phones in 1995. We had we had one in the car, which I don't even think you could call. I don't very few people. Like if you had a car phone, like you were either like rich or like worked a really important job. Well, we had you had to pull over to the side of the road because you couldn't keep the freaking signal. Um, But yeah, like nobody had cell phones in '95. No, you you were like, you were connected to the wall. Um, I think we we had like wireless. If you were ninety five and someone needed to reach you, like it, let's say you're like a doctor on call, you'd have a beeper. <laughs> have a beeper, but then you would have to go find a phone booth or a landline phone otherwise, and uh, and make that call. But just I mean, just think how again, if your car broke down, what would you do? Walk. Well, if, yeah, he, like you, you just said, if your car broke down, you have to call a tow truck, and you were at their liberty. It, actually, you couldn't call a tow truck. No, what you would have to do is like if you broke down on the highway, you would have to walk to wherever the next rest stop is, or hope that somebody would like pick you up and give you a ride to the next rest stop. And, and then I'll when you're at the you, rest stop, you call the tow truck and be like, "Yeah, I broke down at mile marker one twelve." Um, I mean, we basically did that in in uh, Colorado. Uh, well, yeah, but yeah, twenty years ago. Uh, 18 years Thank you. It was that long ago. Yeah, it was. Um, because that, because even though that was probably nine years later, um, uh, the crappy cell phones we had just d- didn't have battery. Well, and, not only uh, that, but there were a lot less towers, especially the, in Western Kansas. Oh, but, you know, there's a, I don't remember if it was a dead, I know we ultimately did run out of battery on the cell phone, but I don't know if it was a dead battery or if, uh, if we just didn't have service, but we did have to walk a long ways back to the gas station that we had previously passed. And now we didn't need gas. So we weren't really looking at the gas stations, but 
we remembered there being a gas station a mile or two or three behind us. We walked all the way back to that gas station. As we walked up on it, I'm saying to my, my friend Scott, I go, oh, Scott, something, something seemed a little funny to you about this gas station. And he's like, oh, I don't know. It doesn't look very busy. We kept walking. The closer we got, I go, dude, this place burnt down. <laughs> there's nobody. <laughs> it has the shape of a gas station, yeah. but it's black and there's no one yeah. here. It we was just a walked. gas station at one point. And we and we and we were dressed for basically November in upstate New York, uh, in and it was ninety five degrees. We were wearing boots and sweaters, walking down the street in in Kansas or Colorado, Kansas, I think. Um, so you guys probably had the look and smell of homeless people. <laughs> so I, I was I was actually thinking. I wonder if cell phones really uh, catalyzed the decline of uh, uh, hitchhiking. Which, hitchhiking. I, I, I'm sure there was some catalyst effect, but no, I wonder if it was the hitchhiking biggest. Hitchhiking really declined in like the 70s and 80s, and I think that was because of like some sensationalized news of like Murder hitchhikers things. killing people. Yeah, that was probably the first first hitchhiker. One, but... Hitchhiking was big in like the 60s and 70s, and by like the late 70s, like with kind of just violent crime up in this country overall, a lot of people became much more hesitant to pick up a hitchhiker well it's probably that then cell phones were probably the very last days of hitchhiking because i don't think i've ever seen somebody hitchhiking uh, i've seen it a few times but not often um all right what else we have on here so you needed to have an alarm clock back in 1995 now we just have cell phones but unless you woke up on time you needed an actual alarm clock i woke Um, up to an alarm clock all through high school I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure I did too. We didn't have cell phone alarm clocks for many years after that. Um, oh, and answering machines. Good one, Rosh. Yeah, you come home and you check the answering machine to see if you missed any calls. All right. So look, so I got, I'm just going to share a couple and then we can article in a second. But here's your $20 bill. I uh, have one of those. Yeah, I, I actually really like them. They seem like to me like real money. Yeah, a long time ago, like when I was bartending, somebody handed me one of those. I'm like, I'm never depositing this. I I actually held on to one for so long it disintegrated. I just kept it in my pocket. Uh, but then I would go back to the bank and I would ask. I was like, What's the oldest bill that you have? Can I have one of those? Um, and then here's here's a good picture of an alarm clock. I have one of those bit. sitting on my bed. Not that exact model, but it looks very similar. I actually I actually found one in our, in our uh, office. And uh, I brought it here for one of the guest rooms that we have in the house that kind of has a trying to do like kind of this like cabin-esque uh, older aesthetic. Uh, and then I'm going to open this car article in a second, but here's a 1995 Porsche 911. And then uh, I think I think this one here is a, a Corsica circa uh, 1995. I was going to say it looks like a Beretta. Uh, I'm sure they're very similar. Yeah. Um, well, sure. when I was looking at that car article, I saw that they had a picture of the Ferrari F50. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about that because that car was just so amazingly cool. So so now we got this carparks.com. This is Mia Bivacqua. Uh, she's a chief mechanic and technical writer. And she's got the cool cars. And she starts with the Chevy Tahoe, which I very much disagree with, but it does point out a trend. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, 
it's a beautiful example of a towel. <laughs> oh, God, uh, what a what a rough well, looking. I, what I'm saying is that like the the Tahoe. I don't even if she picked a picture of one that was showroom new. I still don't think it would be a cool car. Um, but I, I do want to point out that I feel like 95 was kind of the inflection point where Americans started buying SUVs. You think so? Yeah. Interesting. I had not. I feel like that is when SUVs started to take off. And now you've got some car manufacturers that don't make anything besides SUVs. True. Uh, all right. Now here's your Ferrari F-150, which I think is a car. F-50. We both. F-50. F-50. F-150 is a good boy. But it's a car that you and I both genuinely thought was like the coolest looking car. We've both sat in one. Have we? Yes. Good for us. You remember this? Did we? Was it on Long Island? It was. Uh, yeah, we we, we really held get the around, keys to one. Did we? Yes, the keys were oh. in the car. Oh, nice. We probably should have snagged them. It, that would have been awesome. It would have um, been worth the jail time. All right, and then we got a got a Toyota Tacoma. I actually saw this in the parking lot where I park every day uh, yesterday, and it was a pristine one. It was all black, and it was in. It was the nicest. It was all shined up. One of the nicest looking cars, actually, I, I saw in the entire park. I was really surprised. Toyota Tacoma was not by any means the pinnacle of pickup trucks. Um, oh, I just I just learned in this article that uh, in Japan these were called the Hilux, 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 and I know all, in... all over the world and exactly. has a reputation for being just virtually indestructible. Yeah, they're supposedly pretty pretty solid trucks. Uh, you got the luxurious Acura TL, uh, which was I mean, actually it doesn't look that bad. Uh, here, I imagine that look being a decent luxury sedan. Uh, and then these are the not so cool cars: the Chrysler Cirrus slash Dodge Stratus. Um, yeah, I never I never liked this car. I have to say, uh, you got the Dodge Avenger. Slash uh, Chrysler Sebring. I, <sighs> yeah, I have so fond I memories of one particular Chrysler Sebring. Uh, the Sebring convertible. Yep. But that was before this this iteration. No, I'm just that. thinking about what we did to that Sebring. Oh, God, that's not nice. Well, actually, yeah, I remember you were the one who broke the window on it. I just went off a jump in the car, that's all. <laughs> I didn't break the window. I just <laughs> went off a jump when we landed. The windows broke. It wasn't me. It was a yeah, suspension. I slipped. She fell. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Nineteen ninety-five. It's just. <laughs> I think the thing about looking back on nineteen ninety-five is just. It's almost difficult to through the scope of today it's even difficult to understand what life was like. Like you just woke up, you weren't connected to anything, right? Like I feel like I wake up and, and you know, I don't even sleep in the, the same room as my phone, um, phones and watch that's connected to the internet. 
I keep them in the other room. Yet probably in my bedroom, there is a Alexa show, which has a screen on it, connected to the internet. There's a smart TV. Um, and maybe, maybe an iPad sometimes. Sometimes I scroll through the iPad just instead of, instead of reading a book. Um, but they're just there. You're, they're just kind of always, always there. Um, Luani asks, when did the like subway change from tokens to Metro cards? No, that's a good question for, for Rasht. Yeah, uh, I sure don't it, know. But just think about like, like looking through the scope of today back in 1995. Well, think you about know, it like this. Your watch probably has more computing power than like a three thousand dollar computer did in '95. I have no doubt. I have no doubt, and it's got a built-in modem. You know, like it's right. it's got a built-in. Uh, I'm talking about just in terms of like its graphical rendering rendering capabilities and yeah. whatever CPU is running the software on there, and also the storage. How much storage does your watch have? I don't know. I think there's. I mean, there's probably 60 to 70 apps on it. There's right, music like, on it. It's... So we're, we're measuring the storage of your watch in gigabytes, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Computers didn't. Yeah. In 1995, uh, like I remember my family bought a computer and we bought like a super top end computer at the time. And I was blown away that we had a one gigabyte hard drive. That's wild. So, but look, so look, when you, when you eat dinner with somebody for the most part, like their phone is on the table. Now you're connected. The phone can ring. The phone can text. People are con they're, you're connected to everybody always right now. Back in 1995, if you ate dinner, the only connection you could have with anything in the outside world, if you didn't have the TV on and then there was no interactivity, right? You're the, you're just the, TV so a lot was of outputting. Bars would have TVs to watch but, sports and stuff. Yeah, but what I'm saying is the TV was outputting. You were inputting what was coming from the TV. But if you were sitting to eat dinner, the only way you could interact with someone else is if your landline phone rang. Well, Otherwise, there was no interruption. You well, just and like your if food. you went out to dinner, let's say you went to a restaurant for dinner, the only way people would be able to reach you is if someone happened to know that you were at that restaurant at that time, and it was like. Um, you you like your your parents have been shot. Come to the hospital. Yeah, hey, level hey, of emergency. Hey, hey, Applebee's. Uh, can you see if Bob's there? <laughs> like literally, that's what you would you call the freaking restaurant. Um, but just but just think, what did you do during dinner? Then you, you read a talk to the person across from you. You read a magazine. You read the paper. You read a book, or it, or you just stared. If you weren't with someone else. You just stared at your food. Well, a lot of people who would watch TV while they ate dinner. I mean, people still yes, people still watch TV and eat, but just just imagine like your limited options to like interact, right? When you went to when you went to take a crap, like to get you either brought a magazine with you or you read like the back of shampoo bottles, right? Or newspaper. Other, otherwise, otherwise, you just you just sat there, and it, it's it's. But uh, what Jorge asked is, think 27 years from today, what life would be like. I, so I'm, I'm I already saying, came look, up with my answer. I'm saying look back on 1995 through the scope of 2022. 
that's difficult enough. It would have been impossible from 95 to look at 2022 and imagine what it looks like. Now, I can make some predictions. Probably we've talked about this. We've done an episode. Or two yeah. But I don't think we're going to see screens anymore. Or if we have them, they're not going to be anything like what uh, like what we have today. I think screens are going to disappear. They take up a lot of space. Um, driverless cars, I'll give you that. Uh, I don't know, man. But also on the car front, a car with an internal combustion engine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gas, gas mileage uh, back in the day, though, was... Uh, uh actually pretty comparable <laughs> so yeah it's it's like are, are the engines today are more efficient than the engines 30 years ago but we're also driving heavier cars yeah. that are more complicated yeah vastly all like right some of the best like miles per gallon cars ever were like some of like the japanese cars of the 80s oh yeah and but they uh, also made like 73 horsepower but they were way lighter. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the Japanese cars were, were known for being way lighter. But look, I think, uh, I think we got a solid amount of content. We actually went over time. Uh, I want to thank you guys who joined us live on uh, Facebook. I see I see a YouTube. Uh, Jorge made one last comment. Keys soon will be leaving Hyundai. Keys soon will be leaving. Hyundai has a car that uses the phone to open. Uh, I'm pretty sure other companies, uh, Tesla, I, I don't think you need to have a key to open the car. It's just, so it's I, I think he's right, and I think it's a terrible trend. <laughs> I, I don't like pushing the button to start the car. I like turning the key. I, but, I, don't, I don't even care about that. I don't like the idea that like you can have you, you can have just kind of fungible access to a car. Um, all right. Fair enough. Again, topic for another another time. Thank you for joining us for our 199.5 episode. We'll uh, see you guys next time. Thanks for joining live on YouTube, Facebook. Uh, we'll see if anybody's on Twitch and Twitter. And uh, don't forget to subscribe, you guys. You've got to subscribe to the audio podcast on Apple, and Spotify, and go to my YouTube page. Subscribe to Sip Talk. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you to Rosh Kaleb in the back for feeding us your comments and being our research and development. Uh, adios, everyone. Cheers. All right, you made it this far. You made it to the other end. I want to thank you for making it here with us. But if you have not already subscribed, please go ahead and do so. If, if you made it this long into the episode, you owe us at least that. And uh, if there's any questions you have, throw them in the comments. Any suggestions for future topics, throw them in the comments. And as always, we appreciate you being here. Thank you. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.